Hey, hey, everybody. We're getting ready to record yet another episode of the podcast. It's morning. We've already had one cup of coffee, but Amy, what are we going to do now? We are going to magic mind ourselves, y'all. This is something new that we are trying. We're so excited about it. It has so many benefits. And instead of grabbing that second cup of coffee, we are going to get focused and dialed in with this goodness. Tell them and, what it does. Yeah. The, what we love about Magic Mind is that when I saw the ingredients and all of it packed into this one little shot, yes. it's got 12 ingredients like with adaptogens, nootropics. It's got matcha tea, lion's mane mushroom, all kinds of stuff packed in this one little shot. And it basically gives you the caffeine boost, natural great caffeine with the matcha. And it helps you relax and focus and it builds your immunity with vitamin C too. So, I mean, it's the total package in a small little shot. So if y'all want to check it out with us, do it with us. Um, you can go check out their Instagram page. It's amazing. There's lots of information there on Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com slash just think. And there are some really cool discounts if you want to give it a try. Um, but here we go. We're going to take our shot. Cheers. 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 Let's get magic minded. <laughs> Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. What we found is we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside. We were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. <laughs> <laughs> All are welcome as long as you just think. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And it's just the three of us today for a fast and furious run through some of the headlines that we think you should be paying attention to, be thinking about. Please put on your critical thinking skills and think through the headlines you see, and please do not trust a single one of them. Um, we definitely have uh it's been a couple weeks i think since we've recorded an episode of just us three going through these headlines and the reason we feel like this is so important is because well one we think most of our listeners know by now you shouldn't trust mainstream media at all and i don't think you should trust anything i think you should just search out the answers for yourself as best you can we want to try to help you do that and one of the things um we're we're, we're certainly going to talk about COVID today lord knows we'd like to get away from it but we got to keep talking about it because it keeps popping into the headlines and they keep fear mongering with it. And we want to make sure you guys know how to handle that. Um, but also we want to talk about our president, Joe Biden. Today, I looked this morning at the news headlines and this is what one of them says. It says that Trump is leading Biden in the mainstream polls right now, I think for the first time. Um, and you know, if going on history, when Trump was, I don't think he ever led Hillary in the polls and then he beat her. So uh, certainly we know we don't really trust polls, but I think what that's indicative of is even the mainstream is having to acknowledge that fewer and fewer people trust Joe Biden. And girls, why do we think we they shouldn't trust Joe Biden? Well, where should we begin? 
We should probably begin back in what, 70s or 80s? Y'all, if you are old enough to have been following politics, obviously we are admittedly, we're heads in the sand for most of our adult lives so far. But several of our listeners who have been, you know, involved in this for many decades, you know, you may know Joe Biden's history. We surely didn't until we started kind of learning, but he's put it out there for all the world to see and hear. And um, we even have a clip of him to start with back in, I don't know, it's like 70s or early 80s. Um, let, just just listen to what he says about his um, corruptness. <laughs> it's almost it's almost too good. All right, here we go. Senator Biden, welcome to the advocates. Thank you. Good to be here. Senator Biden, it's nice to have you here as the youngest member of the Senate, the one, therefore, who may expect the longest career there. I wonder if you'd say to us, since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but it's... Well, we don't. Okay. Yeah. So we do not assume... So you know that whole, that, that quote, like, when people show you who they are, believe them? Like, he was telling us... Even back then, like what an answer to that question. I, I'm, I'm not so sure you should assume I'm not corrupt. Yeah, but, that's, well, that's we, we, know, we know now that he lies and the lies, remember that, what was it, CBS News said a whole thing on what a liar he is. Was it back in the mm-hmm. 80s or 90s? Yeah, I mean, guys, listen, you can do Google search this information. This is not hard to find. But then one of the things that we took note of too this week is that Back uh, several weeks ago, August 24th, 2023, the House Oversight Committee posted an overview. Joe Biden lied at least 16 times about his family's business schemes. Mm -hmm. This is from them reviewing what they have found so far that, you know, basically here's here's a little quick synopsis. It says he's repeatedly lied about his family's business dealings, claims he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. His family never received a million dollars in payments to a third party. His son never made money in China. His son's dealings were ethical and his son did nothing wrong. We're talking about Hunter Biden, the crackhead. Sorry, but like, he never did anything wrong. That like, come on, dude, come on. Below are 16 times that Joe Biden lied about his family's dealings over the years. We'll put it in our Substack. Go mm-hmm. look at it. I think the reason, listen, we don't trust any politicians, full stop. We do not. We do not. We do not. We think it's all gross. We know they say, they say what your tickling ears want to hear. And we know most of them are liars, I think. I think most of them are liars. But the fact that this man, number one, in this clip we just played, he's the youngest member of Congress. Now he's the oldest thing in Washington, D.C., you know, next to Mitch McConnell, who also needs to retire. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, who says she's running for re-election. She's coming back. Y'all, no. we got to stop. No. We got to stop this. No. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes. She said she, she's run, she wants yeah. to run for re-election or something. She's going to be like yeah. 80, over over 80 years old. Or There's that Dianne Feinstein. Oh, my God. Yes, that's right. What yes. Oh my God. Would you no. say person? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. Please. I was just thinking, I keep thinking of the meme like that's been floating around with like them in a coffin, you know, like what they look, it's like a skeleton, yeah. you know, like all the people, the, how old everybody is. I, I, there I just, oh, it's got us. We got to stop. Here's the thing. I, people are going to say, well, that's ageism. Mm-hmm. It is clear. Okay. Mitch McConnell is standing there and they, in the irony, they're asking him about reelection and he stands there like this. Mm-hmm. Like dead to the world, dead in the eyes. Like, and they're trying to, sh- it's, it reminds me of my 92 year grandfather after he had a stroke. And I have then, a suggestion. Yeah. yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. I just, I, I thought. Diane Weinstein, go look at her video where she doesn't even know how to vote at the table. Some her aide has to tell her. Okay. I mean, the lit, like we've got to stop. It, surely, America, you don't think this is the best we got. Surely. Do they have cognitive, don't, or don't they have to pass cognitive ability tests? And are they like, or even like, I feel like you should be able to pass a basic physical fitness test as well. That is what like, it doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> it doesn't have to be hard, but like, can you briskly walk a mile? Can yeah. you do 10 jumping jacks? Like, right. I mean, it doesn't have to be hard, but just something to show that you are physically, a little bit physically fit as well as mentally fit. Yeah. Can you form a full sentence? Can you speak like with more than just, you know, or not have to read from, you know, uh, some prompts? Is that possible? Well, you know, <laughs> there you go. because Amy, Amy was showing us before we went on air, you know, the Fetterman, um, just the latest clip y'all. I mean, it's sad, but he's clearly had a stroke and he is loose. He does not have language down. He does not right. have his language down. And by the way, just so y'all know, cause you know, we keep lowering the standards to fit the lowest common denominator in this country. We've now done away with the dress code apparently in Congress because he wants to wear his stupid hoodie. And his joggers to work, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just, we've got to stop. we got to stop. Like, what is happening? Now, look, we are all about pajamas, hoodies, <laughs> joggers. Look, what we live in. But we also don't work in the Senate. So. Exactly. And you and they're not there every day, 365. I mean, they're just there for sessions. You can, you can sit in your hoodie all you want when you're doing calls from home. But when you're in session, like, there's just something about, you know, just having, like, just just like a sense of respect for the office and like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it, it just yes. it's so yes. gross mm -hmm. you know it is it's it's just anyway. we're just getting lower and well you know they're getting lower and lower and lower <laughs> they are well back to biden real quick because we were talking about the house oversight committee and how they put all of the lies out there on their site so you guys can go and check out like all the stuff they're uncovering they're just like listing out all the things well Apparently, um, this was in Coffee and COVID, and I think it's the uh, the one titled A Lot of Twinkies. So if you want to go back and find this for yourself. But basically, there he was saying that CNN ran a story, White House sends letter to news executives urging outlets to ramp up scrutiny of GOP's Biden impeachment inquiry that's based on lies. So he said the article was deliciously ironic and possibly even a self-parody. The article's news was that the White House sent all major media executives a letter directing, I mean, encouraging them to ignore the Republicans' baseless process story. It advocated strongly that the media has a responsibility to the truth, meaning yep. the lie, in the form of uh, taking Biden's side against Republicans. And then he said, this is where it got hilarious. Um, they were basically saying the impeachment inquiry was baseless, as if that was a fact. Um, and they were basically saying that um, they're trying to impeach Joe Biden despite having found no evidence of a crime and saying it was a bid to appease Republicans on the far right. Mm. And they've long sought to baselessly portray Biden as a corrupt, crime-ridden politician engaged in sinister, sinister activities. Um, but that they have, the investigations have yet to provide any direct evidence that the president financially benefited from Hunter's career overseas. Okay. So mm. here's the thing. 
the, the, what, what we don't know all the evidence is there that's there because it's not been all presented. Um, the, the thing is, it is really hard to believe there's not a smidge of truth in as much evidence that they do have. Right. I mean, because obviously they're going to try to cover this up, but I want everyone to just pretend that this was Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or Ivanka Trump involved. And so the world would be outraged. The press mm -hmm. would never shut up about it. And nor should they, nor should they. This is the stuff we should, we the people should know about because they are supposedly serving us for their own monetary gain, which, which compromises us. This is disgusting. And here's the other thing, Amy, they uh, now CNN is talking about it, which that tells you something. If yeah. CNN is talking about the lies, just the fact that they now pretty much call him a pathological liar, mm. then that to me, that, that, that should shake some people. And maybe this is why we're seeing the polls uh, shift, you know, a bit. But I also, um, so but I, I want to play that clip. Something else. Okay. Go ahead. I was about to say, I think it might be you, something you, else. Wait, you think it might be, oh, you said you might, you think it might be something else? I think they're finally yeah, admitting it, but I think it's because they have an ulterior motive. They have, they, they want yeah, somebody else to move in. Oh, but, hey, but before you play that, though, let me just read this tweet. This is one yeah. that goes along with the, the lack of evidence that they have found, which I thought this was really good. It says, yeah. um, let's go to the tape for the evidence um, that the Democrats gathered to launch impeach impeachments against Trump. Impeachment number one, a phone call. Impeachment number two, a typical political speech. Now yes. let's go to the evidence for uh, the Republicans' impeachment inquiry into Biden. Bank records, shell companies, FBI testimony from a trustworthy witness, two IRS whistleblowers' testimony, witness testimony from business partners, mobile texts, laptop documents, White House visitor logs, Air Force Two travel logs, copying Hunter on official emails, hundreds of Burisma emails, Joe Biden using at least three known pseudonyms on emails, documentation that Hunter Biden's sole purpose for his $83,000 a month board position was to take the heat off of Burisma, the evidence that Biden was responsible for pushing to fire the Ukrainian prosecutor, Joe openly bragging about it being his idea for the quid pro quo threat to fire the prosecutor, Joe taking along a Burisma associate on his trip to Ukraine asking to fire the prosecutor. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. No evidence. Seems like there's something there, guys. There, there might be something there. Right. Then you think? <laughs> Possibly. All right, guys, listen to this. This president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and, uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with, who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones in, in my view. Uh, previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the, the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he'd actually spoken to the rabbi uh, but never, but never 
went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up. He said that he used to drive a tractor trailer. He used to drive an 18 wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18 wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with Joe Biden. Um, yeah, and here, but, but it's not new. This is what I want to also say to CNN. Uh, go be, refer to CBS before it, you probably, I don't even know what years it was, but I remember CBS doing a story on him lying about law school, where he graduated in law school. Yes. I remember oh, yeah. he lied recently and said he got Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. Well, he wasn't even there when Strom Thurmond, like, it, he was like, was a, not even, he's like 20 or 18 or something, right? Yes. Like, something. Like you're not, you weren't even There's there. There's a reason Amy calls him Laden. Laden. That's his president Laden. And you know what else? Um, the Laptop from Hell, the book by uh, yes. Miranda Devine. If you really want to know all of his lies from the past, she she has a, a list. That book is chock full of every single lie he's told. And they are, they are doozies. They're just bizarre. Bizarre. Like why lie like about that? One. Yeah. Well, you know, why lie about things like, why lie about things like, you know, where you graduated in law school when that is easily findable? Like, right. again, you shouldn't lie anyway, but it's like, he. this is like symptoms of like a, some kind of narcissism where you think you can just keep saying whatever you believe is true or that you don't even believe it's true. You can just keep saying it and get away with it. But he has for mm -hmm. decades and decades and decades. I got a question for y'all. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just have a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, a There's a delay, y'all. So sorry about that. I was going to say, meanwhile, Russell Brand is getting like demonetized and we don't even know with no, we, we really don't know. We're not going to side on either side, but it's like all of a sudden, everybody's already made up their mind about this. Whereas there's tons of evidence over here and people keep denying it, you know? Well, all right, go ahead. Holly, you're going to ask a question. Okay, I, I want to ask you about Obama, but let's just go back to the Russell thing because I'm glad you brought that up. The thing about Russell Brand, and I think this is our take on it. So if you guys don't know, like I think four different women have come out and said they were like sexually abused in some way by Russell Brand. And it, but this is years ago. This isn't recent. My question is, why do all four of these women come forward now? Why didn't you come? And I know what people are going to say. Well, people are traumatized. But it's just, yeah, I understand if one person was coming forward now because they were traumatized four years ago or five years ago or eight years ago, whenever it was, all four coming forward at once or what that seems like, to me, that's sort of a red flag. Not to say that their stories aren't true. It's just why now? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real. I don't know if y'all remember Russell Brand before, when he was still an addict, but like I wouldn't have gotten close to him with a 10-foot pole. No. Like he, he oozed, he oozed promiscuity and like, grossness. I mean, did you yeah. see Saving Sarah Marshall? I mean, I know that that is just a character, but come on. Like, mm -hmm. he just was gross to me. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that I don't think there could be some, like, validity to some of these claims. Now, he is vehemently denying them, and I hope that he's telling the truth on that. I well, think I think the one thing, yeah, the point I was going to say, the one thing that we have the ish, take issue with is, you know, in this country is founded on um, innocent until proven guilty, and the fact that someone is being demonetized. He had millions of followers. I mean, you don't know how long it takes to, to 
create a brand and a channel. And, and, you know, he's like, of course, a truth seeker and trying to find the truth in all things for the past few years, just like us. And so he is probably a target even so regardless, just because of that, but to just strip away your means of financial, you know, to how to make money before you even know if the allegations are true. Imagine if everybody could be demonetized based on just an accusation. Like, where would we be in this country if that were the case? If, the, if people's livelihoods were stripped away without that due process? You're canceled before you even get to defend yourself, before yeah. it's even been presented in a court of law. And that's where we're going to take issue. It Really, his guilt is irrelevant to this fact, which is innocent until proven guilty and taking someone's money away before. And listen, Meta's been doing this the whole time. I mean, whether or not, like, for example, let's just use us for an example. So if you follow us on Instagram, we have what under just under 50,000 followers. So we don't monetize it, but we're in a position where we could and and Meta sends us. And this is the only way we knew we were, quote, in trouble with Instagram was when you click on monetization, it says that we're on restriction from being able to monetize our account with those followers because we have repeatedly shared false information. OK, question number one, when, what, where? We had to go back and look at the things that they kind of like pinned and said, like this example, every single example they call out, guess who they're, guess who they'll quote, like the who or the CDC, less than 40% of Americans trust the CDC. That is not, not that, the CDC never be your fact checker ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Okay. But it's things that we could easily disprove y'all every single thing. We have evidence to prove what we were saying, what we were demonstrating. One time, Kristen, yours was when you quoted Fauci for what he actually said. It was his video, yeah. right? Yeah. It was his video, literally his video. I even sent for an appeal, which I don't even know how to do that anymore. They don't even show you the option. And yeah. they still said, we, we looked at it. It took them a year to get back to me. They still sent me something and said, no, we're, we're still saying that this is uh, false. I'm like, are you kidding? They even said that, y'all, I didn't even get it. Yeah. I mean, I even did a kindness I mean, day what, quote. What if, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But what if Kristen was depending on her income from all of her followers on social media to feed her family and, you know, pay her bills? And they just... They can strip it away by accusing you of something without having to prove that you did it. Mm -hmm. right. And that's what we have got to put a stop to. And it seems that with this whole Instagram, Facebook thing, that it's on an uptick because we're seeing more and more people saying they're getting they're getting yep. shadow banned. They're getting these things. And and guys, there's they're not having to do any due process to prove. Well, well have they stripped Hunter Biden uh, of his um, ability to make selling his art or collecting his income in whatever form and fashion he does. No, he's been accused no. of a lot of things. Yeah, no, he's okay. totally allowed to do that. And this is where it's just such hypocrisy and we're sick of it. My question to y'all is so recently, I don't think we ever got to talk about this, the Obama, you know, his letter to his, I guess, college girlfriend where he talked about, you know, fantasizing about sex with men Um and, you know, then Hunter, I mean, Tucker does a, a, an interview with a guy that, that I've seen interviewed years and years ago and, and who testified, I think, under a lie detector test and passed it, saying that he had had, you know, sexual relations with um, Barack Obama while doing drugs with him in Chicago. I guess this was back in the 90s, maybe. I'm not really sure. It was a yeah. while ago. Um, okay, so 
here's my, I guess my question really kind of going back to the whole, nobody's who you think they are. And then, you know, the reality is, is like, you know, listen, whatever he did in his past, he did in his past. But I think where we start to ask questions is why was that covered up? And what we were told, just so in case you didn't hear this, the reason that we were told, or I think Tucker explained was every news agency that had a lead on the story about his promiscuity with men was told they would not be allowed into the press room if he was to become president, they would be ousted. So it, that's manipulation and control of information, right? That's bargaining with what should be information when someone's running for elected office. Like you should know those things. And I guess Barack was married at the time and married to a woman, or so we think that she's a woman. I don't even know. No, she. I think she's a woman. Just so you know, but you know, there's an Ellen episode. Y'all should probably watch. <laughs> there you go. Is she? Okay. Anyway. Well, hey, y'all, we want to make sure that you do know about Crowd Health. If you missed our episode where we interviewed CEO Andy Schoonover, it's one you might want to go back and listen to for sure, especially if you're frustrated by insurance. If you're frustrated by the current medical system where you're going to the doctor or you're going for medical care only to find out insurance does and does not cover this, that, or the other, and you feel like you're paying a lot per month but not getting much in return. We get that feeling. And we learned so much, not just about an option like CrowdHealth, we learned how to navigate the medical system. So definitely go listen. But guys, tell them a little more about what CrowdHealth is offering to people now in this day and age that we all need. Well, I love the fact that within minutes of signing up for CrowdHealth, you have access to telehealth and urgent care physician, should you need it, primary care physician, should you need it, and even mental health um, talk therapy should you need it. And that's all included in your subscription. So you don't even have to leave your house. And I love the fact that they also look, um, try to find the best prices for you for anything that's going on. You have an advocate. Kristen can speak to that because she's already signed up. Yes. Like when I, the minute I signed up within, I mean, it was probably within seconds. I got, I received an email from an advocate, got their phone number. They are literally a text or phone call away. I've already had probably five conversations with them and they've been beyond helpful. I have never had such an, such an excellent experience with this. And I also love the fact that when you do get a huge hospital bill, they have attorneys, they have advocates and attorneys that will actually speak up on your behalf and they help you never to pay. They say never pay your first bill because they will help you take care of it and negotiate. So I love that, that they take that part out because how much of a headache is that? Good Lord. <laughs> yes, they say be delightfully uninsured, which we love. And they you can learn more on their website, joincrowdhealth.com. And they're offering our listeners um, an introductory offer, which is really amazing. And you can check that out and use the code JUSTTHINK. Yep. That's right, y'all. Joincrowdhealth.com. Use the code JUSTTHINK. Go check it out. I don't want to be accused of being a conspiracy theorist because like, like I, well, Chris and Amy will tell you, I'm the most skeptical of everything probably, period. Right. But it is, it, it is kind of weird. Um, here's my, I guess my thing is, is like roles for thee and roles for me, but not for mm -hmm. thee. It's almost like they just get away with the, it seems like the left gets away. And listen, we think the right is the same, but Amy, you gave a great example um, today uh, of, of two Congress people or someone running for office and a congresswoman, Lauren Bobart, and, and, and how that was handled by the press. Can you fill everybody in on that? 
Um, yes. Well, so just from reading Coffee and COVID, obviously, and I saw this floating around. So Lauren Boebert, she's a um, she's a, Re- a Republican, and she's a, in Congress. Well, apparently, she was out on a date. Um, seeing Beetlejuice, which is like a musical, and it was a very dimly lit theater. And she was accused of, and I think she was like vaping in the theater and then also groping her date. Her date was like feeling her up in the dark theater and everything. And so they were escorted out and asked to leave. Now, I am not condoning, I don't think anybody's like condoning the behavior of like vaping in a theater or just getting it on in the theater seat, whatever. Um, but it's dark in there and, but they were found and escorted out promptly. Um, but one thing I saw about that is, you know, it's funny how they can find her and her date in this dark theater, but they can't, um, find who left the, the cocaine at the white house. Mm-mm. And they also can't find out what happened in Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Um, and then in coffee, we also read a, yeah, yeah. Or the fighter plane, but, um, on, on contrast, Susanna Gibson, Susanna Gibson, I think is her name. She is on the other side of the aisle um, and she is running for some kind of office in um, Virginia. Virginia. And she has been found to be doing sexual acts with her husband on video chat, this chat website um, for money. So mm-hmm. it's called Ch- Chatterbait or something. And she mm-hmm. will, they have subscribers and then they, chat with them and tell them to do things on camera and they do it. And so have we heard about that in the news? Like, is that making the rounds? I'm just trying to figure out. And I admittedly don't really watch a lot of news. So maybe it is, maybe this is being reported on and maybe, maybe they're equally being reported on the the Lauren Boebert getting thrown out of the theater. And then this girl who's also running for office, who's having sex for money. Um, Hmm. Y'all let me know. Is it, if we're going to, if we're going to blast one of those stories, we should blast the other. That's all I'm (laughs) Well, I think she said in that copy and COVID, didn't she, like, she owned up to it. She was proud of it. Like, she's not even sad about it, that it's out there. And what did she say? She said something. It's almost like they're trying to normalize this. Yeah, something about, like, they're trying to silence me as a woman or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Really? Okay. First of all, used to feminists would get mad about porn. Right. It was like mm-hmm. porn. We, oh, well, well, let's talk about it. We just went to a debate in LA. We just got back this a, a few days ago from LA. Chris and Amy and I were invited out by the free press. Shout out to them. If you don't follow the free press, you absolutely should and subscribe to their Substack. They invited us out because Barry Weiss, who is the founder, was moderating a debate about has the sexual revolution failed. And one of the arguments about the failure of the sexual revolution is that porn escalated as the sexual revolution ensued. And so in other words, as women got more freedoms, porn, which is mostly consumed by men, escalated and many women would say it's demeaning to women. You're you're likely having abused women or some women who have been damaged in life who are performing in these things. So I just wonder where the feminists on, on this. I don't know where the feminists are on this or on the transgender debate about whether a man can say that he is a woman who has a period and can breastfeed and have children. I mean, I just want to know where the feminists are. Where are the traditional feminists? Where did they go? They're 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 stuck between that rock and hard place somewhere. Mm -hmm. What it appears, it's the way that it appears. But speaking of the debate, girls, what did y'all think? What did y'all think about 
the question was, has the sexual revolution failed? And I think we all three said, we feel like that there's not a definitive answer to that. There are failures from it. There are consequences of this revolution that have not been good. For example, the men being able to say that they're a woman now, like that we've, we, we've gone so far to one side that now anyone can choose to be a woman. Um, we've talked about everything from the rise of abortion, uh, birth control, which all three of us would tell you, we don't think that birth control pills are an ideal solution to preventing pregnancy when they can so affect profoundly affect your health. And it's not discussed enough. Um, but what did y'all think? Like, what was your takeaways from this? Oh man, it was so, the conversation was so intellectually, um, Amy. Right word. I Amy. mean, don't you feel you like word salad? You called it word salad, Amy. It's intellectual <laughs> word salad. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like you really had to concentrate on the points that everybody was making because they were really a high level. Um, yeah. you know, but I think one, one thing is that they're saying like, are women, are we happier today? And, you know, one of my things I thought about is it's like, you know, it's showing the 1950s housewives that, that before women could like be in the workplace and you, you were at home. And it's like it's almost like feminists just assume that those women were completely miserable, unfulfilled, so like hated life. Like they're like, yes, honey. And they just want to go in the back room and commit suicide. Like that's kind of like. The, the vibe, you know, it's like, but how do you know really that those women weren't, didn't love their life and didn't love raising their babies? And like, yes, of course they probably maybe wanted to work, but maybe they didn't. I mean, it's just like, we just assumed that this population of women was so held back, unfulfilled, unhappy. And so now we've taken them to empower them to be just like men, but now women are less happy. Yeah. And those I mean, in a million different directions. And I think that what we said was like, the word failed really shouldn't have, uh, you know, right. it's, it's not, it's not that it failed. We, and I think, honestly, I think it was, I think it was, first of all, I loved that there was actually a civil discourse. It was truly a debate. Yeah. It's, it was refreshing to see smart women on both sides, actually giving both sides had great arguments. And this is why I've always been like in the middle. I'm like, okay, well, I see your point. Okay. I see your point. Like I can see yeah. both sides and yes. they really, and I really went into it really all on one side. And then I really did yep. kind of like say, okay, well, I see their point. I see this point. And I, there were things that I hadn't thought of before. And honestly, at the end, it was like 51%, 49%. And I think the takeaway for me is that we really kind of came to an agreement. Like a lot of people just said, you know, some of this worked, some of this is working, but some of this is failing. We're not doing it all right, you know? And so I think, I think it was like really awesome to see strong, empowered, smart women and also a room yeah. full of men, there was a ton of men there. And so it was a lot of yeah. people that did that. And I do think that it's, you know, I can see both sides where it is nice that like, there were women that were probably happy and it probably was happier where you didn't have to stress about, you know, doing it all. And I think that, but there's also like a great thing about women being empowered and independent and can be in the workforce. And they used to be frowned upon and could not do that. But then it also makes women feel in a different direction Wait, because lose, how it, it is hard to be a, a working a mom. There she goes. You know? okay. Yeah. Yes, Say that one hear? more time. Well, I it, said it, it went it's out. hard to be a working mom, you know? So yes. like, it, yes. I think, that, I think that there's great things about women being empowered and independent and having their, you know, having more of a say, 
but they also said, you yeah. know, the like with the rise of porn and sexualizing everything, like I think it's almost like it goes too far. So like, how do you have the yeah. happy medium? You know, so we, I think we, yeah. we really never got an answer, but I think what was great is that there was debate, there was disagreement, but then there was also agreement on each side and we kind of met in the yep. middle. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you guys can hear this. I'm going to try to play it. But my friend Kara said, hey, Kara, sent this to me um, after we went to the debate. It was just this Instagram thing. I, uh, tell me if y'all can hear this. Oh, please play it. Oh, shoot. Is it not going to play it? Oh, gosh, y'all. Okay. Anyway, it was this woman crying and she said, well, no, it was a different one. Sorry. I was just turning off Instagram. But the girl's crying because she's like, who decided the women should go to work and she's balling like she's balling and I mean again and, she, and I think it's a parody but I think the whole point is is like the the gains that we've made which we're thankful for the rights to vote go make the same income as a man you know to be paid for whatever we can bring to the table we're also thankful for that but to think that it did, has not come with costs and that it's not set women up with some expectations and some and, and 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 things that maybe perhaps are not healthy or also not healthy for families. I mean, it's it's a conversation we should be having. We cannot pretend like it's just been all you know rainbows and unicorns. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not right. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else? Uh. Should we, should we do the COVID deep dive now before we get off? Because you know we got to talk about it. Yeah. We got to talk course. about it. Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, what's the most alarming piece of uh, literature you've read this week about COVID? I know you got a whole list because you're always oh, on. Got, well, we've got a lot, but I do want to first start off by saying that a friend of ours sent us a story about a local nurse, local-ish, local in Raleigh, uh, Holly's in Raleigh, yeah, and absolutely. this yeah. nurse was basically forced from the mandates to get the vaccine, and she was open about talking about her issues. And she kept saying, I mean, she even said some of her posts was like, just take the pain away. Like she was ready, like she was yeah. suffering so badly. And she died last week. Was it in her sleep? Um, yeah, suddenly. suddenly, there was suddenly I, I mean, and, and she, I mean, it is quite obvious. It, this all was, was a downhill spiral after the vaccine. And she was open and honest about it. And her husband's in the military. They've reached out to us because, and I hope that we can connect with them, but it starts off just, I mean, we just have to, and if y'all watch our, read our Substack, we also sent um, Substack about Lindsay, our friend, Lindsay House. We're going to be interviewing her and Bree Dressen uh, next month. And it's these people, you know, it's like the vaccine lives matter. Like the, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. The vaccine injured lives matter. This is happening way too often. And then we also had Mitch and Chad, Amy and I are married to brothers. Their cousin just posted recently about her friend that died young. They're in their tw what? Twenties or thirties. How I feel like they're so much younger than us, but early um, 30s. maybe early thirties died 10 days after a viral heart infection, AKA myocarditis or pericarditis, whichever way. So y'all, this is happening and people are oblivious to it. People who are not reading and watching this, but I do want to, I think the most, I think one of the most important clips that we had, and honestly, I would have put it on just think that I was afraid that it was going to get us eliminated, which by the way, if you ever just go to follow and see us and you don't see uh, us on <laughs> Instagram and they yeah, wipe us out, please go to our sub stack. Um, Cause we'll be there. Yeah. That's not censored, yes. but I posted it on my 
account because I'm like, I'm going to, it was too important not to share, but I want y'all to hear this yeah. and we'll add the link in our Substack. We played the McCullough Which video. one do you want to play first? The do McCullough. Do you want to play the Zoom? The McCullough. The McCullough. Okay, McCullough. Here we go. Yep, here it comes. Everything here. we've learned about the vaccine since they've come out is horrifying. There's not a single study showing that the messenger RNA is broken down because it's pseudo-urinated. It's made synthetically. It cannot be broken down. There's not a study showing it leaves the body. We now have papers by Castriuta who demonstrates the messenger RNA circulating for a month. That's as long as they've looked. We have the spike protein, the lethal protein from the vaccines found in the human body after vaccination circulating at least for six months, if not longer. And if people take an injection in another six months, there's another installation in more circulating potentially lethal protein. The spike protein is proven in 3,400 peer-reviewed manuscripts to cause four major domains of disease. One is cardiovascular disease, heart inflammation, or myocarditis. Every regulatory agency agrees the vaccines cause myocarditis. I'm a cardiologist. Before COVID, for years, we've had guidelines in cardiology. When there is myocarditis, whether it's symptomatic or not, People cannot exert themselves in athletics. It will cause a cardiac arrest. And yet across Europe and across the United States, sports leagues were injecting young people who had no medical necessity, no clinical indication with these vaccines. And we have seen a montage of cardiac arrests in young individuals. I'm telling you as an expert cardiologist, these cardiac arrests are due to the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise. They are. Other cardiovascular diseases caused by the vaccine proven. Acceleration of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and heart attacks or cardiovascular arrest. Posterior orthostatic tachycardia sonora POTS or people passing out due to low blood pressure. You have seen montages of people in the media, one after another, passing out like you've never seen before. It is the vaccine until proven otherwise. Aortic dissection, atrial fibrillation other arrhythmias. Cardiac arrest in the absence of myocarditis has been described with the COVID-19 vaccines. The cardiovascular domain of damage in the human body from the vaccine is substantial, more than anything we've ever seen with cholesterol, high blood pressure, or diabetes. The second major domain is neurologic disease, stroke, both ischemic and hemorrhagic, Guillain-Barre syndrome, ascending paralysis that can lead to death, which it has led to death with messenger RNA vaccines. Uh, agreed to by our all of our regulatory agencies, small fiber neuropathy, numbness and tingling, ringing in the ears, headaches. These are common. Third major domain, blood clots. Blood clots like we've never seen before. The spike protein is the most thrombogenic protein we've ever seen in human medicine. It's found in the blood clots. The spike protein causes blood clots. Blood clots larger and more resistant to blood thinners than we've ever experienced in human medicine. I have patients with blood clots now going on two years and they are not dissolving with conventional blood thinners due to these vaccines. We can't get these out of the body. We can't get the messenger RNA or the spike protein out of the body as is continually produced. Fourth and last domain, immunologic abnormalities. Vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, 
and multisystem inflammatory disorder are early acute syndromes, uh, well-described, published. They have their own acronyms, all agreed to by the regulatory agencies. So all of you in the room and all of you listening online are asking, is it me? Is it my family member? Is it my loved one? Who is going to be the next person to drop after a vaccine? We've seen cardiac arrest now two years after these shots. Two years. I'm the senior author on the largest autopsy study ever assembled of death after COVID-19 vaccination worldwide. We searched the literature, 600 papers, all the clinical findings. We reviewed them with contemporary knowledge, experts in pathology, and clinical medicine. Our conclusion, 73.9% of the deaths after vaccination are due to the vaccine. They are due to the vaccine. When it's suspected myocarditis, in a second paper, of which I'm the senior author, it's 100% of the time. It's due to the vaccine. Not covid Respiratory illness, the vaccine. So I just, again, he, he differentiates between the vaccine and getting COVID naturally. Um, we do want to shout out the wellness company right now because it is one of the few places I know that is actively working. And Dr. Peter McCullough sits uh, with their team to help create this. They do have the spike detox. And we're going to tell people we're, we're even taking it ourselves just because we had COVID, we've all had COVID, um, but getting that spike protein, the natokinase, they is a, Japan had a lot of research on this and I think it's spreading around the globe, but that is a, an agent that perhaps can help with the detox. It breaks, it, it breaks down the spike protein. Yeah. Breaks it down, breaks it down. And, and, and as Dr. McCullough says, it's constantly producing in the body. So I want you to understand they injected that into your arm at 50 times. I think they think it's 50 times the potency of a getting the virus naturally. And then it continues to produce inside the body, which is why two years later, they're seeing cardiac arrest, blood clots, they can't dissolve. And as someone who had blood clots in pregnancy, they dissolved within seven days of having, you know, being on potent blood thinners, like they, they should dissolve. The fact that they're not is so alarming. I, we've got a friend right now who, you know, they can't figure out what's wrong with her. They think her blood is poisoned and she will tell you it was after she got the shot that all of this began. And it's just, it's frightening. It's concerning. Well, we don't want to don't scare y'all. Yeah. We, I no, mean, we really but don't want to instill fear, but you have to be informed. And so that's why people are, these experts are quote baffled or people are just shocked that their family members are just dropping and they have no idea why. And you have to start being aware and pay. I keep saying, I keep saying, pay attention. Pay attention, pay attention, connect the dots, look at the elephant in the room. And the thing is, it, like you said, it's just that the vaccine is basically flooding you with a tsunami of it. So those of you who have had it, we get it. You did it. You can't take it back, but you can do something about it. And yes. even if you don't get the spike support from the wellness company, which we do recommend because it's got several other very natural, great ingredients in it that help with the spike support as well. There is a base spike detox that Dr. Mercola talks about too. And you can get the three ingredients over the counter. It's natokinase, bromelain, and it's the curcumin, but it's like the nano liposomal version. So I'll, I'll put that in the sub stack as well, but, and it's also in preprint and published, but I just wanted to share that with y'all because y'all have to know what this, what, what this is, what is going on. You have to be fully informed to make an informed uh, decision. All right. And you have to know when you know better, you do better. And so we're just trying to empower you all with the knowledge to make better choices and better decisions and to perhaps help your friends and family that are willing to open their minds.
And um, to, yeah. speaking and they, of informed decisions, or, or go ahead. I wanted well, to tell you. We have a coupon code. No, but oh, the yeah. coupon, the coupon code. code with um, you usually use just think, and we'll put the direct link too with the wellness company too. Yeah. But there is a link, and you can get ten percent off if you want. And they also have you can have consults with doctors with them. And so uh, they have more than just supplements and they have a kid's one too, y'all. And it's chewable. Um, yeah. We have it on pre-order. They just, they just formulated it. So it hasn't been sent to us yet, but you better believe my kids are going to be on it. But I wanted to go on to speaking of being fully informed and giving informed consent, Florida, Dr. Ladapo, who is amazing. Uh, Governor DeSantis had like a, I guess it's like a round table kind of zoom meeting recently with some doctors. And we have a couple clips. If we have time, we can share them. If not, I'll add them in our store, in our Substack. But it's uh, um, Dr. Ladapo. He um, has issued official government guidance on the new COVID vo boosters, which mind you were only tested on 10 mice. It was 20 mice in the trial. I think with one of them, maybe Moderna. I can't remember because Pfizer maybe had, maybe it's the opposite. One of them was just 20 mice total, but only 10 received the vaccine, the booster, and the other had 50 people in it. But either way, it was not good results. Okay. But he's his new guidance on the COVID boosters. He says, in addition to recommending against the shots for anyone healthy under 65, the guidance also requires providers to discuss the risks, even with patients 65 and older who want the shots. Imagine that. You have to have guidance to actually give, you know, the risk, to tell people the risk. And here's the risks of what they what they have to disclose to the patients. Tell me if you would still take this if you heard the actual risks. Number one, mRNA vaccines are associated with negative effectiveness. Number two, studies show vaccinated developed an increased risk for infection. Number three, the shots present a risk of subclinical and clinical myocarditis and other cardiovascular conditions for healthy people. Number four, there is an unknown risk of adverse events with each additional dose. And number five, elevated levels of spike protein persist in some people for an indefinite period of time, which increases health risks by an unknown amount. Okay. I wonder, how many, people, I wonder how many people would still say yes if you actually heard... The risks. There's a long list of risks. It sounds like an auctioneer on when you listen to commercials with new medicines or anything. They're like possible risk of, you know, like trying to say because they have to disclose that. Why don't they have right. to disclose this with the vaccines? It's Why do they wild. They, I went to the CDC website yesterday, Kristen, just to see the latest. And they're recommending it at least one shot of the updated. Because by the way, those of you who got the shots like, the last three years, they, they don't even allow those anymore. They don't even allow those anymore. And now they're telling you to get another one. How many of you that got vaccinated got COVID? Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. And for those of you who said, well, I might have gone to the hospital. No, you wouldn't have. I'm telling you right now, if you didn't go to the hospital when you got it with a vaccine, you wouldn't have gone without it. Because as it turns out, what Garrett Vandenbosch said looks like it's becoming more and more true, which is the more vaccinated you are, the more likely you are to have bad outcomes. That actually you start tipping the scales to where you can't fight this virus because of what you have done to the what you have done to your immune system immune through system. this shot. Yeah, where you create uh, a situation where it cannot fight it, and it's just, it's wild to me that we still, but hey, this is an eye opener. If the CDC and the FDA will let them get away with this, trust me when I tell you they've been getting away with poisoning you for decades. Okay. This is not new. This, I mean, it is new and that they did it on a mass scale, but 
If you want to go back, look at Pfizer had the largest settlement in history for lying about what their drugs would do to people and then knowing that people were dying and did nothing about it. They are nefarious, you guys. And I'm not saying everybody who works for Pfizer or any other Moderna, some of these people are just ignorant. But I am telling you right now, they will do a lot of shit to you for money. They will. Mm -hmm. And we have all got to stop this now. This for the sake of our children, if nothing else, please, yes. we have to stop this now. Yes. I really wonder what the statistics will be on who's going to take this updated booster. I really like maybe I'm naive and maybe I just have too much faith in humanity, but I just really cannot see. I mean, more than like one percent of the population right. really going and taking this vaccine. I just. I I mean, I guess we'll find the out. Fox, the guy on Fox oh, News, the, the black guy, I think it was. Right? Oh, yes. He said, said seven. He had like six, six or seven, and he was like, and he got COVID like three times. Like, when does it register? I mean, when does it register? And I guess, I guess it's that cognitive dissonance that like my doctor wouldn't lie, the CDC wouldn't lie, the FDA wouldn't lie. And then, so they just, they keep blindly trusting. Or I'm still fine. Please don't I'm, do that. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Yeah. I took it and I'm still fine. Or yeah. my family took it. They're fine. Perfect. I don't know anybody, you know? I mean, so yeah. they just don't know. And I'm like, no. not yet. We don't know. But I will, you know what? Or I'm it's like, like, it could have been so much worse. It's that whole, it could have been so much worse argument. Yes. that's. But, well, it, it would have been so much worse if I hadn't got vaccinated. That's the, that's the. That's well, the line. That's it's it. It's the, the same people who get the flu shot every year and then end up getting the flu and say, well, it would have been really bad had I not got the shot. No, it wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't mm -hmm. have. How do you know? There's nothing to compare that to. Right. You right. know, like, how do you know how you specifically would have handled it? My dad was the one we were all worried about getting COVID. And I think he blazed through it better than everybody. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you don't know how you're going to handle stuff. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Right. But anyway, it's just, again, we just want you to be informed, not afraid. Please do not adopt a spirit of fear from what we share with you. We are giving you information to empower you because you should have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, not of this fear. Okay? So go and take what we're giving you. Go to the go to the wellness company. Research it yourself. See what you think. But let's try to. And also, can we just say, if you're, if you're overweight, it's time to do something about that. I, 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 let's just be really honest and brutally honest here. If you're overweight, if you have diabetes, if you have any known, you know, health conditions, it's time to start taking control of your health and not subjecting yourself to people who perhaps don't have all the right answers for you. But the very least you can do to, to arm yourself from any kind of viruses or disease is to be healthy, move daily breathe daily meditate pray and eat well fuel your body with good fuel period i just like we're not talking about this enough no we're not do that our public health experts aren't talking about actual no, there's no money there's no money in saying eat some you know fruits and vegetables there's no money mm -hmm. in that mm -mm. you know no. it's, it's so sad anyway yeah. well listen guys i know we've already spent more time than we meant to but we just don't take our word for anything. We will put this in our Substack. Please go subscribe to that. If you like what you hear, go give us a five-star review. You'll see there's a couple of haters that always hop on there with a one-star review and just talk about how we're right-wing bigots. But uh, we're not, just so you know, we're not right-wing or bigots. It's weird how like the center has moved to the right. Any like common sense has moved to the right. Like oh logic has moved to the right. Like who would have thought, Amy, that anybody would call you a right-wing conservative? No, no, no. Trust me. <laughs> 
Never did I ever think that that would be the case. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we, we just, we want to give, you know, we want to give you guys information and we, we really appreciate your support because it does allow us to do more things like make better podcasts, get better equipment and, and travel to these places to actually witness things for ourselves and report back to you. And so next month, no, November, we're going to be going to Savannah for children's health defense for their big conference to learn more. Um, you know, really about public health, safety, uh, all the things we're going to yeah. so be reporting from there, too. So thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you so much. Yes. Thank you. All right, y'all. We will. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.